You're listening to Curves in Conversation, a not safe for work podcast about the sexy sides of art. I'm your host, Emmy, like the letters M and E, and today we're having a conversation with Moose Tracks 8008. Go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Well, well, well hello there. Hi, I, I am he. I am he. I didn't realize you were a medical examiner. How's, how's that line of work? <laughs> I, I have been sitting on that joke for fucking six episodes. So glad to finally get it out. You know, I, I'm surprised no one's made it. I've gotten some good because memes, though, but not nothing like that. I've got a special brand of stupid I bring to this podcast there, Emmy. So. But who are uh, you? Hi, I, you I, am, I, am, I am Moostrax. I am an artist on the Twitter. I, I draw the human women with, with large breasticles uh, and occasionally ponderously large posteriors and tell very bad jokes along the way. That's, that's, that's me in a nutshell, uh, though what kind of nut nobody has yet been able to identify. How did you... So I've I've seen, I've, of course, follow you. I follow everybody I, I uh, speak to. Well, uh, I would hope so. I, I have drawn a significant amount of artwork for you. That's true. So it would be odd if you weren't following me. That would be, that would be very strange, but... It would be, would be callous, you bastard. I think you got on Twitter about the same time that I did. I've only been on there about a year. It'll be uh, two years in April. Uh, when did you start? I, I, I joined in May of 2019. It's it's when I, I wandered out of the frigid wilderness and, and decided to ply my hooves at drawing some of these curvy ladies. I initially tried to do things in a very terse fashion. Like I would draw something with large squishy boobs and say squish because i thought it was going to be funny and then realized that as i adopted more to human speech that i was more capable of you know humor or what passes as humor uh and since then i've just kind of gone with that obviously you and i have been working even prior to my my launch on twitter with with various artworks of your your ocs and uh various models you've worked with in the past and it's been it's been a very fun working relationship so i i appreciate you having me on Oh yeah, not a problem. Of of course, it has been. I think this is this is going to shape up to probably be the most casual conversation that I've had so far. Well, feel free to to put me in my place. You know, I I, I am a moose. I do crave you know structure. That's that's a very common thing with mooses. I don't know if you're aware of that. I'm, I wasn't uh, actually. <laughs> no, I had no idea. Yeah, check it up uh, on Wikipedia or Moosepedia. It's a uh, it's a bit, very well known fact. It's like second paragraph. So uh, don't don't check me on that. At least until I've had a chance to edit it. I will. I will ask though, because I'm curious, and I don't think I ever have asked. Um, where does the name come from? Uh, well, it's it's funny because I am anonymous. Mm-hmm. If you want to say anonymous in a silly way, you become a ninny moose. Oh. In a moose leaves tracks. Oh. Thereby evidence of my existence is a moose track or moose tracks 8008 because who can resist a boob reference with numbers? That is actually, that's pretty clever. And uh, people don't necessarily realize this either, but if you look at any anon figure on the internet, that's just that circle with the A where the face is supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Snap a couple of antlers on that. What do you got? You got a moose. You, you got my avatar. You got your avatar. I am. I am not clever. <laughs> I mean, if the if the username was uh, available, I think <laughs> I think you beat uh, everybody else to it. This is pretty clever. 
Well, nobody else was coming after Moose Tracks with that particular series of numbers at the end of it, so I cheated just a little bit. Hey, that's, it, I don't think that's cheating. I think that's uh, ingenuity uh, right there, getting getting ahead of the game, you know, thinking outside of the box. Well, what can you say? What can I say? That's how you get at the Salt Lake. You know, you, you get there just a little bit faster than everybody else. Very true. I can I can lean as much into this whole I'm a moose thing as you want me to. Just just you feel free to stop me if you can. It's very hard to stop a very, an 800 pound ruminant. Uh, the, if, <laughs> if 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 uh, being a moose makes you more comfortable on mic, who am I to stop you? Uh, the, the host. Just just say. Anyway, anyway, it's your show. Go on. What you got? Well, I do know that. Um, you are doing a series of comics uh, for Breast Buy. Would oh, yeah. you like to talk about that for a little bit? Absolutely. Breast Buy is a series of comics that I have been doing with Jesse Star TF, who is on the tweets. Uh, I call her Jesse because it's a hell of a lot easier than trying to say the same thing all at once. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was born like so many things that I do out of a really bad joke and has grown ha, from there where it focuses on Jesse as a new assistant manager at what is colloquially known as a, a sort of uh, expansion-themed retail store. Okay. Where all of the products being sold have some sort of dual purpose. Like there's a Nipcon instead of a Nikon camera that with its various shots causes breast expansion or... Uh, a T a projector that as it projects something on screen, it reorganizes the molecules of that thing to be that actual size. Uh, this has led to various mishaps for Jesse, who really does not want to grow to be that the size is presumed, but a lot of the employees at the store just kind of deal with it. And it's it's a workplace comedy with with big boobs, big butts, and the occasional decent bit of artwork. So. Uh, Jesse's writing is great, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been on hiatus for a little bit just because, well, <laughs> uh, this year sucks, but it's been a good time. It's been a good time. Have, have you enjoyed it? Have you enjoyed the, t- the stuff you've had a chance to read and look at? I, I have enjoyed it, actually. Uh, in preparation, decided to go through everything again on the Twitter, so I've, I, I wanted to ask about the strip, maybe even uh, thinking about getting some art at some point. Oh, but of course. Oh, but of course. Uh, oh, and as a, a special plug, because, and I know there's a segment that comes at the, the end of this. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> there there are uh, extended stories that go along with some of the strips as we're going along, and Jesse has been going strip by strip to add a more in-depth exploration as to everything that happens, because it's only a four-panel strip, so things happen pretty quickly. If you want to get that extra, that extra bang for your buck, because it's available on Patreon if you support over at Jesse Star dot or Patreon dot com slash Jesse Star TF. Uh, it's just so it's it's seamless, isn't it? Uh, then you get these these full backstories to it that are c'est magnifique. I didn't know that, so uh, that's a good plug. I'll I'll have to ask you for it again, most likely. Uh, you mean like at the end of the show where it's yeah, supposed to be? Depending on how much time goes by, just so uh, people can remember to visit. Um, are you making any other comics? I do see uh, a lot. Most of the time, um, you you work with a few different um, writers, mostly on, on projects, is, is a theme that I'm picking up on. 
Well, um, right. I, I have I have gravitated toward a number of them over the years, and a lot the folks folks for whatever reason seem to like me. I don't know, uh, and they they like the work that I do. So I've I've worked with Fitz Battleaxe. I work I've worked with Soil and Orange in the past, and a few others. Uh, hey, he Flake was on the show. Three. I I know just two episodes ago that Orange, uh, but not like Inflate One Two Three as well. You know some some folks who have been around a while, some folks who are fairly new. Uh, and while I'm not necessarily working on any comics, mm-hmm. uh, I am working on a few sequential bits that are that are coming out sometime soon, though. Uh, and you've heard it here last, because I did mention it earlier this year before everything went to shit, that me and Icy Masamune are going to be collaborating on something featuring some of our OCs. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. that that uh, They're going to be on the show at some point, too. So I'll, I'll have to... they're they're pretty spectacular. You you let them know that Moose says fuck you. I mean, what's up? I mean, fuck you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, if they uh, also listen to the show, I haven't asked. I think I think they've heard a couple episodes. Uh, I'm sure they'll they'll get the uh, what's up. They'll you get said the message. you said what's up. So I'm I'm sure that they'll hear uh, the hello and the shout out. Uh, why do you think that writers uh, tend to gravitate to you so much? Uh, if I had to pin it down to something, it is probably, and this is this is something that I kind of hold to in a lot of my artwork. I don't try and give pinups. I try and do- draw situations. I like to think that the characters existed prior to the moment in which I capture them, and exist afterwards. Uh, and storytellers like that. It it lends to questions. It lends to theories and and a world that seems to need to be fleshed out. They don't exist just in a vacuum. So. Uh, that and I don't know. It's it's it's. I've had an opportunity over the last you know since May of last year to just find bits of stories that are like oh yeah because I also do a whole bunch of stuff with BE Engineer yeah uh, and a lot of I've done some exclusive artwork for the stories that exist on his Patreon and it's fun to take those moments that would otherwise just exist in somebody's head. And bring those to life. It's it's something I'm very passionate about. It's something that is a lot of fun to me because that's kind of what draws me to my art to begin with. Uh, everything I draw, whether it be safe for work, not safe for work, is all based on the idea that it's something that I uh, I see a picture in my head and I have to share it with the world. So I feel the need to do that to to. Put it on pen to put it on paper to put it on digital paper. I, I am doodling constantly, uh, specifically for that reason, so that I can get it out. Because otherwise, it's just trapped within this uh, horned head that rests upon these moosey hunches. I actually talked about this um, last podcast and, and previous podcasts. It always comes up when it comes to um, artistic inspiration and, and, and really living up to your potential. Mm-hmm. But creating a situation in your artwork uh, seems difficult for uh, a lot of people to do. So I, I like how you've explained that, how the characters exist before you got there. But placing them in the correct environment uh, seems a little tricky. So how do you decide on, on where they should go? Do you just wait for um, the writer or commissioner to, to give you the backdrop? Or do you sort of look at prior artworks to do it? Uh, what's your process? Uh, sometimes it is up to the commissioner to tell me what it is that they're looking for, but most times it boils down to who this character is. Uh, I heard Nemi talk about this last podcast. Ha, continuity. 
that you know it's it's who is this person? What motivates them? Where do they come from? Where are they going to? And uh, that drives the situation. It drives who they are uh, and and kind of where that what that environment is. Sometimes sometimes it is. And I'll be honest, if there's no background in a picture that I'm drawing, it's it's born out of laziness. Mm. Uh, because backgrounds suck. But the, the my process, my inspiration is always what serves the moment, what serves the character, and uh, how does this feed into everything. For instance, one of my characters, Bridget Tana Tanner, uh, BTT, by the way, big city trash <laughs> I'm character, sorry. Bridget Tana Tanner. <laughs> I didn't know it was her full name. Yeah, no, she has one. It's it's, and the reason was when I first started this this uh, account, I wanted a big titty trash character. So I just took BTT and came up with Bridget Tata Tanner. And in fact, uh, my other character was born out of the initials M O O. So she is Madeline Olive Osgood. She is my Moo. Heh. <laughs> and she's a cowgirl, but Bridget. Some of the places that I've drawn her, some of the things that I've done with her, are born out of her the idea of who I, who she is in my head. She's somebody who is madly in love with her own body. She's very body positive in that way, but it's also kind of just she she's trashy in that regard. Like she she wears low cut stuff. She goes braless a lot of the time just because she doesn't give a shit because she loves her tits. <laughs> uh, she's not vulgar necessarily, but she's not proper either. Uh, so there are just places she goes, things she does, and I, I figured it would be fun to have her as kind of this like mid twenties, mid to late twenties, who doesn't really she makes just enough to get by and just indulges in all the things that she likes. So she's a very self indulgent character in that way. So that informs where she's posed, what she does, and how she behaves in these various situations. So I hope that's answered your question. I, I feel like it rambled a little bit. Oh no, there's. There isn't really rambling that that happens here. Everything uh, leads into a, another Carol question. I learn something every time. Uh, it does give me another question now. So speaking of hit um, characters, well, not actually hit me. I, I bruise easy. <laughs> Never. When it when it comes to uh, your art, at, at least from from what I've seen, uh, you don't really do anything too explicit. I I do not. No, it's it's. Is this going to sound odd? It's especially given the community in which I exist, but it's not really something that's ever interested me. I am a lot more intrigued by and enamored with sort of the the lighter side of this fetish and of this community. It's it's a means to an end. Every once in a while, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I enjoy a, a good scene that involves more, say, shall we say, copulation mm-hmm. than. Uh, than somebody else by I mean there's there's so many other artists that do that where's the sweetness where's the the moments that come before after the dealing with I mean one of the things that absolutely fascinates me is once somebody gets to a particular size how do they live mhm yeah uh, that's a that oof boy it's it's a bit of a wall Sometimes literally. I mean, I, I just did something for you and Fitz where Judy Wall is playing uh, Busts and Bravery with Maddie and some other characters that I didn't feel bothered to draw. Uh, <laughs> but how the fuck did she get in the house? What door let her in? 
and we suspend our disbelief for that particular image, but it's a question that, that I wonder, and it's something that you and I have explored with, with Maddie for a long time, because I think it's a, doing a disservice to your listeners and to anybody who's interested in the work that I do uh, to not acknowledge the amount of work that you and I have done over the last year and time before as I was working with you on stuff for your Patreon and, mm-hmm. and helping develop Maddie and the relationship she has with Dev. Uh, Maddie and Dev being your two OCs that are absolutely adorable. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh, but dealing, I mean, you and I have had any number of conversations. How big is she? How big? What is her default? How does she deal with this? What does she do? How does she know? Or who who knows? And what is her kind of approach to it? Uh, and that's been one of the most fun things I've had in developing the character and kind of working that out. But I don't know. I, I I feel like this this fetish in particular is, and when I say this fetish, I'm speaking specifically about uh, breast expansion. Uh, mm-hmm. Be that just that kind of uh, B E A E that sort of field is simultaneously erotic and cartoony. Yeah, like there is an element to it that because a lot of the people who I know the the awakening the the kink awakening unless somebody just stumbled onto this particular type of artwork comes from something completely unrelated to what we wind up turning it into. All uh, the, the time, scene, the blueberry scene from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, depending on whether or not you're watching the Tim Burton version. Uh, Big Wash, a a, a Disney cartoon that I am intimately familiar with, thanks to a particular commissioner's pension for it. Uh, I don't even know what that is. I'll, I'll bore you with it later. Uh, <laughs> or the Who Framed Roger Rabbit scene that starts at the beginning of that. These are things that await. I mean, hell, my one of mine was Little Nemo in Dreamland. There is a scene where, and it has absolutely nothing to do with inflation or anything else like that. There is a scene where the characters are trapped in these like little puffballs, and they go floating around, and there are these spheres that are just bouncing into each other. And as like a four-year-old, I'm like, "Oh, this is awakening something." Oh, that's a deep cut. So, be, but because it has that sort of innocuous edge to it, it's fun to explore that. I don't know. It's 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 more fun for me than just the ahigayo face all the damn time and there's only there's only so much that you can do with it you know it's like if you do get too explicit that's a very specific scenario that's one and done you're 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 fucking yeah it kind of it kind of traps you in a niche you can you can do a lot with it i'm not poo-pooing that by any way shape or form i'm still a huge fan of uh bust artist and everything he's been doing with gross cinema has been spectacular and that is essentially sex scene after sex scene after sex scene and he's finding new way new things to do with it but i don't know i have more fun with the more mundane yeah i'm in, I'm in the same uh the same boat so uh i think innocuous is a, is a good word really it's there's always I like it. it's a... worth like 18 points in scrabble so is it? Wow, I gotta start. No, using I have that no, word. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I thought I was gonna I, be like, I, geez, no, nobody check my math. I'm a moose. What do I know about fucking letters <laughs> and wood blocks? But when it when it comes to uh, this this kind of art, you know, it a, a lot of it is uh, what's what's the what's the right word that I'm looking for? Uh, I want to say cute, 
mostly. I, I, it, it can be erotic. I, I have been I have been accused of being cute in the past. Yeah, it Not can be physically, but artistically. <laughs> it can be it can be erotic, uh, but that that's I don't feel like that's what does it for um, most people. It's it's almost like explicit art and the kind of art that you do and the kind of art that I commission uh, normally fall into two pretty separate categories. Um, I wanted to ask about logistics since you... I've been thinking about this since you started talking the whole how did they get in the house thing. It's going to bother me because <laughs> now how do you... I know there's suspension of disbelief, but how do you rectify? How do I rationalize? How do I rationalize how that happens sometimes? Yeah. Uh, well, in the case of Judy making its way into the house, it was one boob at a time through some very large bay doors, or potentially through a garage. Uh, but some of the logistics, it it just boils down to avoid or because a lot of the times that I do like it's and it's one of the reasons why. Giga sizes mm-hmm. are traditionally they're fun to draw. Don't get me wrong, but they're less appealing overall. They're fine as an end point, but not as a consistent. Mm. At least for me, because uh, mm, pardon me. For me, what it boils down to is it is about the character. It's about expression. It's about how they're relating to what's happening to them. It's about how they're interacting with the world around them, kind of anyway, because uh, I really don't draw people interacting with things all that often, aside from themselves. Mm-hmm. But anything that, that limits that, that limits my capacity to demonstrate that, is is less visually interesting to me. So logistically, if I am going to draw something that is you know of a particular size, I want to do something to indicate that they didn't start that way. Uh, whether it be the background being completely destroyed by them approaching that size or a, a little piece of dialogue, sometimes just like a sentence or two, will will serve that particular purpose. Uh, but, I don't know, outside of that, if you are going to have somebody who exists at that size, and this is this is more just us taking that and developing it, let's, 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 let's roll with it. Uh, it would be, what would that person need? Let's say there is, you know, somebody like Judy's character at the size that was represented in that particular image, which feel free to link to that on this episode's page. Okay. Uh, what sort of, what would she need? What accommodations would she need in order to exist? Would there need to be some sort of, there was a, a book, or not a book, but a comic on BE Stories, or the BE Story Archive, way back when, that was called Welcome to Chastity. And there were some characters in there that had a bus so large that in order for them to get around the house, they were suspended by... they. The chest was suspended in, like, some hanging supports from a wire track that was brought around the house. Right. Is it something like that? Is magic involved? Because, I mean, fuck it, your suspension is, is already... Or your disbelief has already been suspended by the fact that this, this woman has not exploded or is not in immense amounts of pain. Uh, so why not, you know? It's magic. I ain't gotta explain tits. Uh, there are there are just it's there are these different ways that you can go to accommodate it, but you just need to make sure that that's allowed for in the image or in the story in the the storytelling of the image, uh, and that boils down to background elements. 
So let's say we were doing something else with Judy and she's at that size. Don't draw her, if it's her house, don't draw doors that are too small for her to get through. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. What would a table for her look like? It would probably be a side table or some sort of TV dinner table that she can eat to the side. She's not going to sit with something directly in front of her. So, little things like that. And it's always that... That's another thing I really enjoy is finding little things to show character. One something I'm a big fan of, and it makes no goddamn sense, is instead of you put posters on the wall or you put pictures in the backgrounds of my of my my artwork, and it's always other pieces of art that I've done just for shits and bets. I mean, it's a nice touch, and you you mentioning that it reminds me of a uh, uh, Sab, the writer of. Um... Welcome to Chastity. He does a thing in his artwork where... Sabre Rex, yeah. Excellent yeah, guy. A lot of uh, uh, the characters with the giga sizes, uh, their shoes will be untied. Mm-hmm. Which is... Because they can't see. Yeah, I never... I mean, I never thought about it, but it's a nice it's a nice touch. And really, that's, that's the best you can ask for, is these little, nice little touches just to make things that much more special, that much more lived in. Yeah, you want to create a, you know, a good environment, sort of set a scene so that when when someone sees the artwork, they have an understanding of what's going on. A lot of Twitter art um and I don't I don't judge it of course, but it's pe- people are in this mindset of a post every day. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're posting something every day, you're not you're not getting these full you're not getting these full pieces. You'll get something with no background, usually pin up sketch, um, some dialogue if you're lucky. But you don't uh, seem to subscribe to the uh, post every day model. Not not for lack of trying. Uh, I am an old man. I also do have a, a mini moose that I tend to in a full-time job that I do outside of this this increasingly perverted and, and fun hobby. So I, it's more for lack of time and for whatever reason I keep trying to complicate things when I do draw them. I mean, if you... It, I, I, I get that. If you, you know, have all these other responsibilities, then when when it's time to commit you want to commit <laughs> so i i i understand you write a lot of dialogue too um i i see dialogue in in almost everything that you do is that a commissioner request or do you just no nah, most times that's that's just me most times that's just me uh sometimes there is a commissioner request or like obviously in the case of breast by it's a collaborative effort between me and jesse but most times that's Somebody gives me a scenario. They're like, "Man, I really want to see this. Give me, give me a giant butt, or you know, I I, I want to see this character with these proportions, and they they need to be doing this." And it's like, okay, that's only interesting to a point. Uh, what can I add? Hmm. What would set the scene? What would tell me who? What would this character be saying in this scenario? Because. I don't know. It, it silence doesn't jive with me. You know, we were we talked a little bit about characters existing before we get there and after we leave, and that's how I sell that. Yeah, it's it's, it's most good. times I go. I, I don't mean to talk over you, but uh, 
it's it's almost like a a Bob Newhart thing. Bob Newhart is a stand-up comedian who was famous for having one-sided conversations. And most of the time when I do dialogue, it's like the character is answering a question you didn't get a chance to hear. Responding to somebody who's just off screen. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Well, I never thought about it like that. It's going to change. It's going to change the way that I see artwork. Every time I do one of these, I, I, I leave with a new... A new perspective. Ah, Moose is just here dropping wisdom, you know. That's what comes from the woods. Some of that, some of that good, that good moose wisdom. That good moose wisdom, absolutely available for four ninety five in aisle A twenty four down at your local Target. <laughs> this podcast is free. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Man, it would be nice to, you know, maybe, maybe one day we'll have a. Well, have a sponsorship. You know, who would who would sponsor this? Uh, well, for one, I, I would love to see a sponsorship from Salt Licks uh, available, just because you know I get hungry. I don't know if a, a big sh- Salt Lick will will sponsor us. Well, I mean, it's already it's it's a product that gets licked. How much more erotic does it need to be? It's a good point. I've never I I haven't. Yeah, you you uh, have me beat on that one. I did want to ask uh, before we Go for come to uh, closing because we've been going for a little bit uh, about uh, any new projects on the horizon. Um, if there's like uh, commissions that you would do, I know we've done a few uh, sketch streams uh, together in the past. Um, uh, just kind of always know. Always up for another one of those. Uh, there are still a few more images coming out in the growth for the growth drive that we did for Jesse earlier this year. She was having some hard times, so me and Tailblazer, who uh, he and I collaborate a lot these days, uh, have put together a lot where she has just got she's getting increasingly larger and larger thanks to some of the donations that this this wonderful community was happy to come forward with. So we've got a few more images coming out of that. Uh, I th- believe there is a new. Adoptable on the horizon from you and I, pinky to the mouth surreptitiously. Oh, that's uh, top top secret. Uh, top secret leaked information. What? Uh, only all of, uh, your, your, all of your three and a half listeners now know. I know that's what uh, I was gonna say. Yeah, it's but uh, sorry, I should have let you. It's mean when I say it. It's cute when you do. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, there's, there's, I've always got six or seven images in the works. Uh, there's something I'm doing with Trouble Cluffy. If you guys are unfamiliar with Trouble Cluffy on DeviantArt, he writes absolutely fantastic pieces, uh, in the past. He's, he's one of my favorite authors within the community. So, uh, there's something I'm putting together, something with that. And then, uh, there's a stupid fucking sketch I put together in preparation for the election that is kind of now over, but it's also still going, where I drew Bridget as the president in the breast wing. <laughs> Why is everyone watching. the president? <laughs> well, because this one, it's called the, the... I've been watching the show called The West Wing, and now I drew The Breast Wing. So it's it's more just having her at a desk in the Oval Office as a send-off of that show. Uh, and that is produced by Aaron, A-I-R-O-N, Sorkin. Oh my god, the puns. <laughs> they just don't, so many. They don't stop. They, 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 they really don't. It's a, it's a gift. 
Um, as we and, and, and my curse, a gift and a curse. As we as we come to closing here, this is now the time for shameless self promotion. You have had so many plugs in this episode, <laughs> but now is now it's the time. Now it's the official plug block. So where to follow you? Uh, where you stream? Where your galleries are? Anything you want people to see? Patreon. Uh, this is this is your time. Go for it. All right. Uh, well, first and foremost, the easy and things that people want to be able to follow me for. You have got Moose Tracks eight zero zero eight on the Twitter. Uh, Moose Tracks eight zero zero five on Bicardo. That's where I stream, and those are the only two locations where I live. Mm. But if you are hankering for more of that sweet sweet Moose artwork, uh, if you're not already following him, which if you're not, then how the fuck did you find this podcast? I do a lot of work for Akemi Expansions. Uh, so that's your Twitter. Then there is BE Engineer, uh, which I believe is just BE Engineer on Patreon. I do a, a pretty much one exclusive piece a month over there. There is also Breast Buy, which is on Twitter at Breast Buy Comic. Then there are additional strips and stuff that go along with that over at Jesse's Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Jesse Star. So uh, that's that's about all I can think of for things to plug outside of. If you are walking by a dam and see it leaking, please plug that. Your local moose chapter thanks you. <laughs> well, uh, Moose, thank you for uh, all all of the places to find your artwork and the conversation here uh, today. It's it's always a pleasure. It's been uh, nice talking to you again. I'm sure that we'll talk in about uh, twelve minutes. Uh, yeah, there's when, a very very good chance of that. Yeah, when I when I go ahead and close this up. But to everybody listening, uh, that was uh, this episode of Curves in Conversation. Uh, thank you for stopping by and enjoy the rest of your day.